We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen, and I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee, and we're going to dive into our 49ers 53-man roster projections, which may be rendered moot by the time you're listening to this. 1 p.m. Tuesday is the cutoff to get the roster down to 80. 49ers currently sit at 85. So we're going to talk about what our 53-man rosters look like and some decisions the 49ers might have to make. So let's dive in. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory! Kittle is gonna go! Touchdown! Bosa's oh, got him, and a sack him back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. started rolling through our 53s and comparing and contrasting and decided that we should just do it on the podcast it's a, that's how good producing is. it's a fun exercise to be honest because like you get to watch practice you get to watch preseason games you comb through every press conference and every press clipping and you try to figure out exactly what kyle shanahan's looking for what his habits are when it comes to evaluating players how guys fit, how guys are playing, whether or not guys are dealing with injuries. There are just a ton of factors and it's hard to do, but you feel like if you put together a 53 man projection and you only get like one or two wrong, which is generally what happens all the time, you feel pretty damn good about yourself. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think it's a really fun thing to do and you've done it. When did you pu- publish yours at Niners Wire? I've done several. You've done several. Okay. Yeah, my last one my last one was after the first preseason game. In years past, I would do them like I would probably do like eight before before the start of the regular season. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna get to five. Yeah. So um it's just fun. Like honestly, it's just my favorite part is and you can play along at home. I put together however what kind of formatted spreadsheet you want spreadsheet and dude big time spreadsheet season 
I go I go two tabs in one spreadsheet, one offense, one defense, and you list out positions and names, and then you start figuring out who's going to make it, and you keep them separate. And it's fun, like you said, to just kind of go through and what does the team look like if you make this decision? Does it work? What does it look like if you put this guy on the roster instead of this guy? It's just a, it's a, I don't know. It's dorky, but it's it's super fun to me. So like I when have, we started talking about when we started going through and comparing. Yeah, I was like, this is great. We need to talk about this. So I have other so let's tabs. Start, let's just let's, hold on. Okay, okay, go ahead. I, I have other tabs on my spreadsheet too that I haven't looked at in at least a couple years. Oh. I have a I have a depth chart. Oh please! This looks like from 2019. Okay. Uh, does the name Najee Toran mean anything to you? Yeah, it sure does. Offensive line extraordinaire. <laughs> Undrafted about, guy. How about Christian Deloro? Or Christian Deloro. Malik Henry. Neither of those names. Or Wil- out to me. Wilton Spate. Oh, he's a quarterback, right? Yeah. That was Michigan guy. Oh, here's here's this might be my favorite one. Willie Beavers. That's fake. Willie Beavers, a real person who competed There's for no chance. Who was I had as a four string left guard on, on this depth chart. And he didn't make the team. Hmm. <laughs> hey, Daniel Runskill, fourth team right guard at this point. Wow. Still kicking. Working his way up. Had Mike Person, Josh Garnett. Who Josh Garnett, rough tough times. Um Ross Reynolds, Daniel Brunskill. Yeah. Wow, you had you had Bruns behind Reynolds. I remember having the opposite of that. Oh, congratulations. Big Thanks. win for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's what we'll do. We'll go position by position and just talk about who we have, how many of the Niners might keep at that spot. And there will be some discussions that go longer than others, but we'll just kind of start at the top of the roster and, and work our way down. We'll start with quarterback. I have two quarterbacks. Trey Lance and Nate Sudfeld. So I do also, but in asking around, like I don't think it's necessarily a sure thing that Brock Purdy doesn't make the team. Um, and it it has more to do with how the rest of the roster shakes out, because I think Kyle Shanahan likes Brock Purdy to the point that he would rather keep him for long term reasons and avoid risking him on the waiver wire, which. I'm guessing would be closer to, I don't know, 60-40, 70-30 that he clears mm-hmm. waivers, but there might just be another coach. Like, we just saw a team trade for Nick Mullins, right? Yeah, yeah, and so, there's a ton of teams that need quarterback help. So if a team's willing to trade for Nick Mullins, then they might be willing to just claim Brock Purdy. Right. Like, so it wouldn't, it, it's not crazy to me. I don't really see it, in my personal opinion, but... You know, I think if, say, the Niners don't love a 10th defensive lineman, I think they would, but just say they have a glut of players at a certain position, I think they would, they wouldn't be opposed to keeping Brock Purdy. So Kyle Shanahan typically never does that, but he might, he might think Brock Purdy has enough upside to potentially be the backup next year. Right. And if that's the case, then like, you know, maybe Nate, Nate Sudfeld's on a one-year deal anyway. So like, it's not, 
a fully not guaranteed in, one year two million dollar deal. Yeah, it's it's not set in stone. I just can't get over the fact that the broadcast on Saturday's preseason game was just unrelenting in talking about the the backup quarterback spot like it's a real battle right now. Well, and but I I think it was indicative of the way Shanahan rotated the quarterbacks two series apiece and just kind of alternated them through that says he's at least trying to evaluate them on a level playing field. Yeah, I agree. Which I didn't, I I didn't, I mean, that's, that's notable because I didn't think there was any chance that Purdy was going to push Sudfeld. But like you said, so you keep a third quarterback. That means you're taking out one spot elsewhere. And is it more valuable to keep the third quarterback versus so, so I have two quarterbacks right now. I presently have one open spot on my roster at 52. And one of the places that I was thinking of getting that 53rd player, cause it could conceivably be Brock Purdy, but I could have the 49ers keeping five tailbacks with Elijah Mitchell, Ty Davis price, Jeff Wilson, Jr. Jamichael hasty, and then Jordan Mason. I don't have right now. I have Mason and Trey Sermon not making the team, yeah. but I could conceivably see them keeping that additional running back over keeping a third quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, the he, here's what I think it's going to ultimately come down to, right? Like if Jimmy Ward can't play, which it doesn't look like he's going to week one, you're going to probably need an extra safety. Right. Like you're going to need Dante Johnson on the team, theoretically. Right. Yes. So that would be for me, that's five safeties. I know we'll talk about safeties later, but often they've run with four. So, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a fifth safety because of Jimmy Ward's injury might ultimately be the reason they only keep two quarterbacks. Sure. Or even like Mike McGlinchey, who Kyle Shanahan did not sound overly optimistic over the weekend that he's going to be healthy anytime soon, um, which is a sneaky problem depending on how you feel about Colton McKivitz, but that's another spot where it's like, all right, well, if they, if you thought they were going to keep eight linemen going into the season, but Mike McGlinchey's not healthy, maybe they end up keeping nine. And that's the spot that mm. um, ten that ends up being where they don't keep a third quarterback. So, um, but yeah, I think what's I, your running back look like right now? Cause right now I have four with sermon and Mason, both not making it. Yeah. I have Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, Jr. Ty Davis price and Jamichael Hasty. Um, I just don't think Trey Sermon has done well enough either in camp or preseason games to really deserve a spot. Like, I think Mason looks better, frankly. I agree. Um, I think if they do keep five and it comes down to those two, like Mason has looked like the better player. And that's going back to last year. There's been no points where I've ever been like, wow, that Trey Sermon run. Like, oh man, that Trey Sermon play. Yeah, he just doesn't get extra yardage when unless it's like blocked up for him. Right. Like he just he isn't he isn't doing what Ty Davis Price did to like four guys on that run in the second half. Albeit right. against backups, but point stands. All right. Um, question. So Does Trey five. Sermon have juice? <laughs> I guess not enough. I don't think Trey Sermon has juice, man. Yeah, I so Juice Locking is a funny dog. term. Juice is a funny term because sometimes I, I'll like watch somebody play. I'm like, man, that guy has juice. 
And then sometimes in other people's minds or other people will say it and I can't I, I can't figure out what juice means to them. You know, does that make sense? Is, is that a weird thing to it's say? Juice. No, juice is a different way of saying it. Like he has it. Right. But it can be like a mental, emotional confidence, or it can just be that guy's a monster and he's bigger and stronger and faster. Than or he has else. like that extra gear of speed. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't think Trey Sermon, whatever your definition, Trey Sermon doesn't have it. Juiceless. Boy, that's tough. Yeah. Doesn't have that dog in him. At least not that we've seen yet. Yeah. The x-rays are not picking up the dock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we both have four running backs. I might have a fifth depending on, depending on how the rest of this shakes out. I have Kyle Juszczyk making the team. Your thoughts? Yes. Okay. Um, one more, like, would it surprise you at all if Jordan Mason is like the Niners starting running back for like a game in December? Would it surprise me? No. Yeah. yeah. Me neither. I'd be mildly surprised if he made the team. I would too. Mildly. Very mildly. Like, oh, that's interesting. Like, but not my jaw's not hitting the floor. I would too. I just feel like Mitchell Wilson and TDP are locks. Yes. And then they seem to love Hasty, particularly on third down, and he's their only like real pass catching back. Um so I think Mason would really have to jump over one of those guys to make it. And I just think they'll they'll be able to get him to the practice squad. And like if if there's any position I'm not worried about with Kyle Shanahan, it's running back. Right. And like, here's the thing with, with Mason. Every team has a Jordan Mason. Every team, 32 teams, you could ask their fan base, hey, is there some undrafted rookie or late round pick who probably isn't going to make the team that you think should based on their preseason performance? 32 fan base are going to be like, yep. And it's just how it goes. So it's always a running back or a receiver. Right. Or a pass rusher. Yeah. Shout out Marcus Rush and Demontre Moore. But it's not. Here's the thing. So, so Niners fans are watching Jordan Mason and comparing him to Trey Sermon and going, man, he looks really good. Sun drafted guy looks great it's not like other teams are dialed into 49ers games going, whoa, that guy's got juice. He's just one of hundreds of dudes that are going to get cut. If he gets cut. I think coaches really value the process of having a guy in your building throughout an off season and going with the familiarity of that versus, oh, we like this guy in a preseason game in the fourth quarter that didn't matter at all. Right. Like, let's go snag him and sort of upset the apple cart by bringing a new guy in. Like, to your right. point, every team has guys like that. And every fan base is worried about, oh, is he going to get through waivers? I would say 99%, not 99, 95% of the time, those types of guys get through waivers and end up on practice squads. Do you know one time when the, when the Titans drafted Luke Falk from Washington State, they cut him at the end of camp, and it was like, oh, okay, so he'll clear waivers and be on their practice squad. He ended up not clearing waivers. It was the most slam dunk, like, he's not good. No team's going to claim this guy. And then he got claimed. That's my one That's my one story that I can remember a player 
that it was like, oh, yeah, they're relying on that guy getting the practice squad that didn't. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's rare. Yeah. Like the, the tight ends, the Niners drafted from Stanford in 2019. Caden Smith. It's like yeah. a six-round tight end. Oh, yeah. He went to the Giants. Yeah, he went to the Giants. Yeah. And the Niners have survived. Barely. <laughs> They've still been better than the Giants. They've managed to pull that off. Yeah. Wide receiver, I have six. I think Malik Turner, just because of special team stuff, is going to make the team. I agree. And I did some asking around on that, too, because ultimately I wasn't super impressed with him at practice mm-hmm. um, on offense. And I know he had some plays that like made social media and stuff, but a lot more happens on the practice field than catches like that. But um, I did ask around, and he is his special teams value is a real thing that they really yeah. value highly. Um, so I'm going with six receivers too. obviously Debo Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray, Ray, Ray McLeod, who's a return man and Turner. Yeah. Um, and with that, like, I think one of the receivers is down every week. Yeah. They're not yeah, going to dress six guys. No. So like, I think Danny Gray, like if he's an active week one, that wouldn't shock me. Or or maybe it's Jennings. But I know they like he Jennings. Blo- he blocks. He does block. It's just interesting because they're completely different players. When you think of Juwan Jennings yeah. and Danny Gray, they're polar opposites. Yeah. But they're in the same spot in terms of because they don't contribute on special teams at the same level as McLeod and Turner, that one of them one of those two is going to be down on game days, I would imagine. Yeah. I think so. that's right. I have three tight ends. Same. The same three as last year. Kittle, Dwelly, and Warner. Yeah. Same. 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 Okay. Any I don't chance think Tanner Hudson. One of those three. I mean, would it be would it be crazy if if Dwelly didn't make the team for somebody else? I don't think so. Uh it would okay. Here's here's my one. Here's I'm gonna push back against this. I was actually just on Tracy Sandler's podcast, not to brag. And she brought that up. And I think my argument against it is that Dwelly is also the backup fullback. Like if they don't have Kyle use check, is the one. It's a good point. Taking on that role. And I don't know, maybe they feel good about Charlie Werner doing it. And you're right. And they go with Tanner Hudson because he's a little better pass catcher. But I just, I think they stick with the, the three guys that, that they have. Dwelly is one of like throughout his I think he's been with the team three years mm-hmm. maybe four um, he's been one of like the most highly talked about backups on the team yeah Kyle Shanahan at one point called him the best football player on the team yeah like one of the j- just that's and wild. it didn't make any it didn't make any sense but it speaks to they're like all right well he's versatile like he's the type of guy who will do whatever's asked of him without right. complaining. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's gotten better at blocking. He was brought in as a pass catcher. Like you said, he's played fullback before. Um, so he's just like, when, when you're talking about like the margins of the roster, like he's the type of guy you want yeah, in terms of personality and makeup and stuff. So, but yeah, I think three tight ends. All right. Offensive tackle. I have Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, and Colton McGivitz. 
with yep. McKivitz likely starting or not likely starting. He is starting the last preseason game and may have to wind up starting in the regular season. That McGlinchey knee thing is weird. He had knee irritation after the first preseason game, and now he just hasn't practiced and is not going to play the rest of the preseason. That's not great. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan on Sunday did not sound optimistic about McGlinchey. He just said he's not healthy right now. That's so tough. when you get tabs not healthy right now by your head coach, you know, inside of three weeks before the start of the regular season, it's like, all right, well, does his knee need a month? Right. You know, because right. like he, they're not, they're not. Candidate, is he a candidate to make the 53 and then go on IR? I mean, yeah. Kind of feels like it. There's no, it, there's it no reporting three, to that, but. How many games is it for IR now? I forget the rules. I before you can come back. It used to be six. Is it four now? But it I, it might be four now. Okay. And I think there's unlimited number of guys you can do that with now. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't would not. In in fact, it might be a surprise, a bigger surprise if McGlinchey's starting week one than than McKivitz at this point. So those are the three tackles I have, and then at guard I have Burford Banks, Jalen Moore. And Daniel Brunskill with Jake Brendel as the center. Do you have any different offensive linemen than that? Sorry, I was looking up the uh, the rules. Say which guys you have again. This is good. On the interior, yeah. Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, Aaron Banks, Jalen Moore, and Daniel Brunskill. Yep, I have those same five. Um, what about Jason Poe? I, he's, I think he's a he's practice a, squad. He's he's a he's a candidate to take my last roster spot. Just yeah. because here's my here's my logic behind it. They can have him down on game days. He can still get that development work in that he needs. But they might find by week eight or nine that he is one of their best two interior offensive linemen. You think Jason Poe is that good? No, I think the rest of their line is that bad. Okay. Like Aaron Banks might not be very good at football. That's fair. Um, so and if Jake Brendel and if Jake Brendel's not good at center, you're putting Daniel Brunskill there now. And now who are you putting at guard? Jalen Moore, who hasn't played there a lot. Are you moving McKivitz there and figuring out like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking too hard about it and maybe banks will be fine and everything's going to be okay. But if there's even a chance that they think Jason Poe can be ready to play in games this year, it wouldn't shock me if he makes the team. I just think if McGlinchey's injured, that extra lineman, that ninth guy, is probably a tackle. So okay. it would probably, you know, Jordan Mills. Alfredo Gutierrez. Justin School. Alfredo Gutierrez, great story. Really happy for him, but he's not making the team. No. Um, Super Sam cool Sh- thing, though, that happened. Yeah, very cool. Um, Sam Schluter, don't think... I mean, he's hurt too. He's got a knee injury. Yeah. But I think if if McGlinchey's on the shelf to start the season, it has to be started on IR. I think it's it's school or uh, or Jordan Mills. Probably Mills. Okay. You're a veteran. School was not has not been great in the preseason. No. And he's coming back off the ACL tear, but he's uh, he's struggled for sure. And Jordan Mills is just a veteran. He's not going to be great, but. You know what you're going to get when he's in. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it for offense. Let's jump over to the defensive side. I have 10 defensive linemen. 
Yeah, I have 11. Who's your... It's a I lot. Have, it is a lot. I have Bosa, Ebukam, Jackson, Omenahu, Hyder, and Toure, Armstead, Kinlaw, Givens, and Ridgeway. Do you also have Jordan Willis making it? Jordan Willis is my 11th guy. Okay. Um, he's, he's one that, like... Here's the bottom line. I think the Niners are going to have to cut multiple NFL players. Yeah. And that's where it's like you you get 53 spots. So I don't. I mean, maybe maybe they do go with 11. Instead of a third quarterback or instead of a fifth running back, but. If you have 11, 11 defensive linemen up like on your 53, you're probably looking at two or three inactive on game days. Right. I would assume. Right. So. I mean, what, what's interesting to me about the defensive line situation is like, yeah, they have six legitimate NFL defensive ends and maybe they could trade one of them. Like that wouldn't really surprise me. Like, you know, if they traded Jordan Willis and got a six or sure. fifth or something for him. Um, but could they go heavy on defensive ends and lighter on the interior? Because like, could they could they pick a defensive end over Hassan Ridgeway? Like, would that be crazy? No, especially since Kerry Hyder can play inside. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. But you do you you are a little concerned because like Armstead's obviously a three tech good player on the interior. Kinlaw has potential to be a force on the inside. Givens is really the only like true quote unquote nose tackle, but he's like still pretty. He doesn't have like the heft you associate with the nose tackle. Not that he can't do it. I think actually Kevin Givens might end up having a decent season, Um, but it's not, they don't have like, like DJ Jones was very clearly a nose tackle to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have a, like a guy that's clearly a nose tackle because I thought it would be Javon Kinlaw, but then he like, lost 30 pounds and looks (laughs) like like eric armstead out there he looks he looks there was that video from joint practices going around of him walking off the field with no shirt on yeah he looks like a freaking cartoon yeah he looks apart (laughs) he is he has like a gut but there's like an eight pack on it i don't understand how a human being gets to be built that way that's one story that hasn't really been written yet and it might be because javon kinlaw might might be on media silence but why (laughs) we talked about it on a previous episode but um there's a story behind the guy having surgery on his knee to reconstruct his acl and then coming back like 30 pounds lighter and shredded and just like in phenomenal shape looking really good like that's you know like uh, it's one thing to like come back off an injury it's another thing to come back off an injury and like just be in incredible shape right so i think that that speaks to just sort of the mindset that javon kinlaw has and how badly he wants to be good which obviously is an important factor mm-hmm. um if he can stay on the field it wouldn't be crazy if he's just he a, was a we we talked about this on our post game podcast. He looked like a starting caliber NFL player going against backups the other night. Yeah. Which is good news. Indeed. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I'm going with 10 defensive linemen. I don't have Jordan Willis making it. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's five. That's fair. Five I think, line. I think Torre or Willis, if one of them doesn't make the team, would get traded. I think they're like okay. It's a premium position. They're actual NFL players. If you're a team that doesn't feel good about your backup defensive ends, you might just say, "All right, we'll we'll solve this problem with a six round pick." I know the Cardinals need defensive end help. Sure. Here's how badly the Cardinals need defensive end help. And this is before J.J. Watt went on the COVID list. Somebody I follow who covers the Cardinals wrote that they should look into signing Tack McKinley <laughs> because they need. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> that, that's your. That's what it. That's how bad it is. Niners kicked that, those tires last year. Boy, did they! Didn't work out. I have five linebackers: Warner, Greenlyle, Shire, Burks, and Flanagan Fowles. Do you think that that Flanagan foul spot is like set in stone? So I have our guy Marcelino McCurry Ball making it Let's over. Let's go over Flanagan fouls. I don't feel strongly Come about on. this take, but. Let's pretend that I do. I'm stealing that take because that's my guy. I also have that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't feel strongly about this, but because I'm obligated to have a take. Marcelino McCreary Ball is a playmaker. He just has a nose for the football. He's, He's out there juice? flying around. He's got that juice. He's a guy you got to give a roster spot to. Is he him? <laughs> I don't know if he's him yet. No, that's outrageous. Yeah. But he's like a back end of the roster guy. Got some dog in him. Yeah. Okay. He'll I hit, love that. He'll hit I you. love that. <laughs> I love that for my three named linebackers. And my guy, MMB. We we're talking. Oh. <laughs> I forget um, exactly how many there were, but I, this is an opportunity to drop Marcus Thompson's name, friend of the pod. 
Um, Why has he not been on the podcast yet? That's a good question. I need to. Reach that's out a to you him. thing. Yeah, it is a me thing. Um, I'll reach out to him. We'll get him on soon. He he said he he'd be willing to come on. He like did a count of all of the the hyphenated names. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about it because this is what you talk about in the second half of a preseason game in the press box. Totally. Um. So yeah, there were a lot. Astro Fields, McCrary Balls, Flanagan Fowles, Davis Price, Ray Ray McLeod, Ray Ray's first name hyphenated. Oh yeah, he sure is. Um, and there were some Packers guys too, obviously. So love it. Um, cornerback, I have six. I do too. Who are your six? Because you mentioned Dante Johnson earlier. I have six with Dante Johnson listed as a corner. So I have six with Dante Johnson listed as a safety. Mm, so you have eleven defensive backs. I have eleven DBs. Okay, so who are your six corners then? Charvarius Ward, Emmanuel Mosley. Sammy Womack, Ambry Thomas, Diamondor Lenore. Okay, I missed one. This might be where you have 52. No, you said Ward, Mosley, Thomas, Mac, Lenore. Yep. Is That's that five? five? That's five. My mistake. I'm good at counting. Shouts to me. Sorry, I have five. So I have 10 DBs. Okay, so I, I, I do too. I just have Dante Johnson as a corner. So you have five corners with Dante Johnson as a corner? I have six corners and four safeties. Got it. Dante Johnson among the corners. We probably have the same group. I think so, too. I have the same corners and then Ward, Moore, Hufanga, and Odom at safety. Do you think there's any chance that Tayshawn Gibson, who signed on Monday, makes the team if they feel like Jimmy Ward is going to be out for an extended period of time. Remember on Saturday when we talked about you asked me why Tarvarius Moore was in the game late in the second half. Mm -hmm. I think it's so they can avoid that scenario happening again. In all likelihood, um, like if you're an NFL player and you're getting picked up at this point, there's a decent chance you're not good enough to make a 53 man roster and you're just in as a placeholder to get practice reps and maybe yeah. play in a preseason game. And we've seen this happen before. Sure. Um, with a number of different veteran guys who are co- kind of name guys, but just sort of washing out of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Norman. <laughs> well, Josh Norman did that and they then ex- wound up in games. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'll practice. Wait, you want me to what? Yeah. It was starting it was a, multiple games. I, I will maintain the cornerback situation might have been the 49ers. The reason the 49ers didn't go to and maybe win a Super Bowl last year. They started three and five in large part because of what happened to their cornerbacks. Yeah, they couldn't cover anybody against Green Bay. No, it was ridiculous. And they drafted guys who weren't good enough to play early on, which is, you know, even worse problematic. Yeah, that three and five start, I think, was mostly cornerback related. I agree. Um, and pass interference related, all that fun stuff. Robbie Goldnich, Wishnowski, Tabor Pepper. There are no other options, are there? No. And no camp <laughs> legs, no camp long snappers. No camp snappers. And all three of those guys, unrestricted free agents at the end of the year. I mean, when you're building a team, you want to have your specialists in contract years. Yeah. You want those guys showing out. There's no loafing. 
Do you think that we see Mitch Wichnowski turn it up a notch this year? Take a leap. <laughs> Take the 2021 Debo Samuel leap. <laughs> I mean, I'm pro. I'm very pro Mitch wait. Wichnowski. Like, I can't wait to tweet contract year Mitch every time he does anything remotely good. Like just a pun inside that gets down inside the five. Yep. Contract, contract year Mitch. <laughs> That's a good bit. That's a really good bit. Feel free um, to play along at home if you would like. Yeah, that's a uh, hashtag contract year, Mitch. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, our guy, our guy Tabor. There's, there's some talk about him coming back on the podcast. Yeah, some scuttlebutt, some rumors. Yeah, when he when he's not like watching anime or playing cards or whatever he does. Just being a guy, just dude, dudes being guys. Watching videos about gorillas and why they can <laughs> win a fight against bears. Totally, just erroneous content, but it's fine. We'll get them on. Um, I can't decide what I want to do with this last roster spot, Chris. So you have, have t- an extra two quarterbacks, five running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you probably have to go offensive line. Just because of the McGlinchy situation, I think that's probably that's probably it. Hmm. Or do they keep Poe? I know you said Jordan Mills, but do they keep Poe and then kick Brunskill to tackle? They could, but he's also your backup center. Or do they feel good enough about Jalen Moore playing tackle? Yeah, that's certainly possible. Hmm. I do believe... figure this out by Tuesday. Ninerswire.com. Yeah, that I think that's what the the legions are are asking for is clarity on who the ninth t- offensive lineman is going to be and whether or not they go guard or tackle or somebody <laughs> who can do both. <laughs> can Tabor Pepper play guard? <laughs> eh, I don't know. Contract your tapes. <laughs> the more you can do. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, I don't have any smoking hot roster takes. Like the Rastwelli maybe not making the team is interesting. They could go with four tight ends just out of nowhere and just like, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, who knew but was a big Tanner Hudson guy. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm not expecting it, but if they're gonna run a lot this year though, yeah. Having that extra tight end. Yeah. But then again, you have Kyle Juszczyk, so it's like four tight ends and a fullback is a lot. But Jim Harbaugh used to keep two fullbacks, so. <laughs> <laughs> Moran Norris and... Uh, That's a big Moran Norris guy. And Bruce Miller. <laughs> Bruce Miller. Sundays are for the boys. Yeah, totally. That's a deep cut. Um any yeah. any breakout candidates? Anyone you're looking at? Like, yeah, this guy might actually be like a, a good player. Someone who we don't talk about very much because I have that's one. that's not a rookie. It's not a rookie. It feels like Ray Ray McLeod might have a bigger role in the offense than expected. Okay, I like that. I also think Charles Omenahu might just sneaky be really good at football. Okay, I don't hate those. Um, I'm gonna yeah. go with. I'm going to go with Hufanga. Yeah. 
Hufanga might be like we the season might go and we're like, oh yeah, Talano Hufanga just like in his second season is one of the 12 best strong safeties in the league. Like it's not really a list that too many people think about. But if you're like, yeah, Tal- Talano is just making plays, forcing turnovers, like always around he's the gonna, ball. He's going to have the kind of year where by like week 10, you're going to get the, should Talano Hufanga be a pro bowler article? Right. Like there's going to be like the Talanoa Hufanga Troy Palomalu story has been written by a lot of the beat writers because that's who he trains with. Um, they both have similar hair, <laughs> which is, you know, cool. But um, there's going to be like a national writer that's like, I went to San Francisco and I learned that Talanoa Hufanga trained with Troy Palomalu and all the beat people will be like, yeah, this, we wrote this months ago. But Mike like, Silver's gonna do it, <laughs> but um, no, I think that that's something like November comes around and you're like, man, Hufanga, two picks, couple forced fumbles, like that wouldn't be that wouldn't be crazy. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of those like nose for the football type of guys. Because I think Jimmy Ward's good enough on the back end where you're like, all right, you probably you're probably not gonna allow Hufanga to play single deep as often as Jaquaski Tart did because Tart was just more faster. Right. But Hufanga might just end up being like the dude who's around the line of scrimmage, just throwing his body around. Yeah. Using that nose for the football he has. Yeah. Talano Hufanga definitely has that dog in him. Definitely does. He's like And you're un- saying he might be him. There's him potential. He's also like uncomfortably nice. Like he's like, he smiles. He's like, man, it's so great to talk to you. Like we'll just like disarm you with charm and like being soft-spoken and like super humble. And then he's just like wrecking dudes on the Packers and preseason games. (laughs) The quiet ones you got to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I got nothing. We'll have another pod later this week. We'll have a pod after the preseason finale. Yeah, we'll preview the Houston game. We'll touch on some other topics. We will do we will have something Friday in reaction to the Houston game. And then we'll figure out next week when it comes. Maybe next week's the, the week for guests. Hope so. Next week will be guest week. Fingers crossed. And then in just under three weeks, it's Cooperage week. Hell yeah. Friday, September 16th. September 16th. Cooperage Brewing Company. Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa, California. Candlestick Chronicles release party. Second annual. The 707. Say it backwards. Um, Yeah, there's going to be another batch of Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA from Cooperage. If you had it last year, you know it was fucking delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be plenty of it. And we will have a live panel. The panel is shaping up nicely. Um, I'm not ready to announce names yet, but there are names. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We had a really great turnout last year. We're going to raise some money for some local charities. We raised a pretty good amount of it last year, hoping to to do more this year. And you should all come. Bring your friends and families and significant others. The blast. Super informal. Just hanging out, drinking beer, talking football. People ask me if we're going to record the live panel and I'm and I always say no because we want people to come but we also want people to who are drinking obviously everyone they like they just kept bringing beers up to the table right. to the could panel not drink 
and I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> one of the writers put it away. And I was very <laughs> impressed. Very, very impressed. Like, as the thing's going, I'm like looking over, like, they keep bringing them, but they're consistently empty down there. Oh, yeah. Shout yep. out, man. Yep. No, the, the Niners beat gets after it. Um, so we will, it's going to be a lot of fun. You should come. Um, but yeah, it's going to be casual and people will have takes because it's not going to be recorded and sent out to the masses. Right. Um, people will be more comfortable having takes and don't be the person that's like taking video and, you know, putting it on social media. Like, don't be okay. Um, photos fine, but you know, like the crazy takes that may or may not be alcohol influenced, you know, let those, let those, Stay, the stay at Cooperage. <laughs> what happens at Cooperage stays at Cooperage. That's that? what they say. That's <laughs> um, all right. Let's get out of here. Goodbye. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get yeah. your pods. We'll see you guys later this week.